Welcome to the With a Dog podcast, the podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly, and every Wednesday I have episodes with a guest, and every other Friday I have short informational episodes, FYI, for your information, Fridays. And today we are talking about household substances that can be toxic for your pet and what to do if your pet comes in contact with those substances. This is going to be fun. Okay, so I'm not going to list all of the items that could be in your house that your dog could have a reaction to because it's going to be a very long list and it's not going to be enjoyable for anyone and I don't think it would be very fun to listen to. However, I am going to give some examples and some rules of thumb and then also go through a few different options for if your dog comes in contact with any of these household toxic items. So getting right into it, the reason I'm doing this episode is because the ASPCA receives hundreds of thousands of calls every year, and almost 20% of those calls are related to the ingestion of over-the-counter medications or toxic substances. Obviously, dogs are getting in to these items, and it is our job as dog parents to ensure to the best of our abilities that these items are not within their reach. So I am going to preface this by saying we know we love our dogs and that some of them are very, very smart, but on a whole, they're idiots. And we have to pretend like they can get into anything and everything. And we have to pretend like they are children and you have to kind of child-proof, dog-proof your house. So that's your homework with this FYI Friday episode Once we're done here or as you're listening, go through the house and just like look and see what is out, what is within the dog's eyesight or able for them to reach. So if it's on an open shelf or a drawer or cabinet that doesn't close fully, etc. So go around your house and let's go through these toxic substances. So things that could be toxic to them if they ingest and or come into contact with them is prescription drugs of human or animal medication. So if they eat too much of any, even if it's their own medication, it's not going to be good. Um, You know, there's some things that you're like, oh, my dog got into the Advil, the ibuprofen, but that's fine. It's safe. It is not safe for them. Ibuprofen medication for humans is not safe for dogs. So medications, um, essential oils, kind of the same thing. I use essential oils in my laundry to kind of add a fragrance to the laundry. And usually the dogs are fine after I wash their blankets. But if they actually came into contact with that essential oil on a higher dosage than just the drop or two I put in the wash, then it becomes toxic to them. So along those lines, cleaning products, laundry products, dryer sheets, batteries. Um, You know, if you have in your bathroom, if you have like a bathtub and you keep your soap and your shampoo on the edge of the bathtub... That's within their reach. If they were to get that bottle and ingest any of that, that would be toxic and they would need to get treatment for that. So those are the kind of things that when I said earlier, go around your house, take a look. That's what I mean. Go take a look, see if there's anything that they could easily get into. You may say, oh, my dog would never get into that. Like they're, I've had them for five years and they never would. It can happen and it does happen. I've worked in the vet offices where That's exactly what the customer says as they pay their multiple thousand dollar bill after their dog was in the hospital for a couple days. I've had that shampoo out for years and he's never eaten it. 
Who knows why dogs will suddenly eat something they've never been interested in before? But as a rule of thumb, it's better to prevent ahead of time, so keep it out of their range. Same thing as you're going around the house. This is a more of an odd one, but think of outlets, electrical outlets. If you have a dog that likes to gnaw on things, if you have a puppy, maybe you want to plug up those electrical outlets just like you would if you had a baby crawling around for the first time. So that's kind of everything around the house. Now we're moving into outside of the house. So if you have a garage or utility room, something like that, rodent asides, insecticides, slug bait, mosquito repellent, paint, glue, antifreeze, um, fertilizer, snow de-icers, the list goes on. Those items are more common for dogs to get into because they are usually in sight. So usually you have like maybe some open shelving in your garage. The paint is right there in full view. The dog one day randomly decides that paint looks tasty. Let me have some. And lo and behold, you're in an emergency situation. So if possible, get some cabinet doors on that garage shelving. If you can't, you know, maybe just at least put everything chemical related or sharp up a few shelves and they're going to be a lot safer. I do actually have a story to go along with this. Um, And this is a story that stuck with me ever since my first year working at a vet office. There was this beautiful silver lab who was like 18 months old, so still kind of a, a naughty teenager puppy. And his family was out and about in the yard doing yard work, whatever. Garage door was open. The dog ate some antifreeze, which was very uncharacteristic of the dog. You know, the whole family was out. It's not like the dog was left alone for hours and was bored. It was just, no, family was out there. Dog got it in himself. Oh, that looks good ate some, rushed to the emergency room that I was working at, and unfortunately that dog passed away because he ingested those chemicals on a random whim, briefly out of eyesight from his owners. And it sounds like a one in a million chance, and maybe it is, but you never want to take that chance. So, in summary for that section, walk around the house, Any chemicals, electrical outlets, anything overly sharp, put it behind a cabinet, in a drawer, or up higher on a shelf so they cannot reach. And then speaking of indoor and outdoor, there are actually quite a few plants that dogs can be allergic to. So the list is long, so I'm not going to go through all of them, but just to hit on a few of the common ones, azaleas, daffodils, hyacinth, lilies, lily of the valley, oleanders, tulips, sago palm. Is it sago or sago? Oh, God. Okay. Sago, sago, palm, whatever. All of those dogs are allergic to them and could potentially need emergency intervention depending on the size of your dog, how much they ate, etc. Which brings me to the next section. What to do if your dog comes into contact with any of those substances. So I've kind of organized it. There's three routes that this can happen in. There's three ways this could go. One, your dog starts showing signs of ingesting a toxic substance, coming in contact with it, but you are not aware that they have come into contact with any substance. 
Option number two, your dog starts showing signs and you also found the half empty Advil bottle. So you're aware, you, you know exactly what happened. You know what they're probably reacting to. Option three, you know that your dog inge- ingested or came into contact with a potentially toxic substance, but they are showing no signs, no ill effects that it's affecting them. So let's go down each each road here and what you should do. So number one, your dog is showing signs that they came into a into contact with a toxic substance. So what are those signs? If they've inhaled some kind of po- poison or gaseous thing, you know, so, you know, when you're cleaning with bleach and and you inhale a little too much of it, you're trapped in the shower with it and you're like, oh, my God, I need to get out of here. Kind of the same thing. Difficulty breathing, potentially unconsciousness, coughing, drooling a lot for the dogs. That could be a sign. So that's if they've inhaled something, breathed it in. This is if they've ingested it, so swallowed some kind of poison or toxin. So, of course, gastrointestinal irritation, vomiting, diarrhea. It could be restlessness, staggering, disorientation, convulsions, lethargy, loss of appetite, twitching or seizures, dilated pupils, heart palpitations, and of course, unconsciousness or coma as well. And then if they've just come into contact with toxic substances, so that's like, you know, if some chemicals or plants come into contact with your pet's skin, it can cause irritation. You may see excessive scratching, licking, swelling, um, pain. The skin can appear, appear red or it could even be like bleeding under the coat, you know, hives, like a big rash, that kind of stuff. That's a sign that they came into contact with a toxic substance. So those are the signs. If your dog is exhibiting any of these concerning signs, immediately take them to a emergency veterinary office. Of course, you know, use your own best judgment at this. If if your dog just randomly has some diarrhea and you're like, huh, that's weird, maybe they don't need to be rushed to the emergency room. However, if your dog is exhibiting you know, one of the more extreme signs like excessive lethargy or, you know, disorientation, difficulty breathing, etc., then that is when you definitely take them to an emergency vet office. However, since you don't know the specific reason this could have happened, it's really wise to maybe do like a little search around your house really quickly. Take a quick five minutes, look around. Is there a half-eaten, you know, Advil bottle under the couch? Is the bouquet that you had on the table, is that knocked over and some of the plants are eaten? Were you cleaning and some of the cleaning products were, were left out? Maybe have a few bite marks on that. Who knows? Just take take a nice little lap around the house because that is going to significantly help that emergency vet with diagnosing and treating your dog. So that's route number one. On your way to the emergency vet, you can also call Animal Poison Control, ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center. Their phone number is 888-426-4435. They also have a website. This is all that, all this info is also in the show notes. They also have a free mobile app. So it could potentially help to say, hey, I also already called ASPCA, told them exactly what my dog ate. And this is what they recommend. You can verbalize that to the emergency vet office. So that's kind of route number one. Route number two is 
your dog starts showing signs and you already know what they ate or what they got into. Kind of the same thing. If you know that they got into something significant and they are showing signs of distress and needing treatment, take them in. You can also, as I said, get the free mobile app from ASPCA Animal Poison Control. Give them a call. It may help your vet. It may help you to continue on with treatment. However, I am going to put in a little disclaimer here. ASPCA Animal Poison Control is extremely knowledgeable. They are absolutely amazing. But if your vet knows what your dog ingested and wants to have a different route of treatment than maybe the ASPCA mentioned, always listen to your vet. They're the one that have your dog in front of them, know exactly what's happening, seeing their symptoms, and continuing on with a treatment. You don't want to be become like Dr. Google and be like, well, online it said this or ASPCA said this. If the vet is aware of what they ingested or came into contact with and is completely aware of all their symptoms, then go with what your vet, whatever treatment your vet is recommending at that time in that situation. Okay. Last option of how to proceed if your dog has come into contact with a toxic substance. This is if you know that they have eaten, ingested, whatever, some kind of toxic item, but they are showing no symptoms, no negative symptoms or anything out of the ordinary. They are symptomless. So first things first, if you know that they ingested, came into contact with a very significant amount of a chemical, So if you have the antifreeze and they the whole bottle is gone all of a sudden when you had a full bottle that that morning, straight to the emergency room, no matter what. You this is not like a well they seem fine now. If you know they ingested a significant amount of chemicals, emergency event immediately, and call the veterinarian as well. Tell them what happened. They're probably also going to say the same thing. Come in just in case, even if they aren't showing symptoms now. If they only ingested a very small amount that you can tell and they are not showing symptoms, same thing, feel free to contact your vet. However, this is definitely the time that the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center comes in handy. So the app, the website, the phone number, whatever you use, contact them in some way, get the info on the chemical that your dog ingested. So this is, I have my own story on this. Last spring, we had a little ant problem around our house, and so we had a bunch of ant traps in the house as well as outside. My lovely oldest dog, Lupin, got into a few of those traps. So the ones inside were like a sugar water mixture that we kind of had on the floorboards. The ones outside were plastic stakes in the ground, and that actually had peanut butter in it mixed in with the chemicals to attract the ants. So I found the remnants half eaten of one of each. So an outside one and and an inside one. And it was clear he did not ingest any of the plastic of the container. So he broke it apart, but he didn't eat any of that. So that was number one is like, is the container in his stomach? Because at that point, you've got a potential blockage. You want to take him to to the emergency. I could tell that it didn't look like he ate any of the package. He just broke everything open and then licked the insides. So I still had the boxes for these products. Thankfully, I was able to call ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center 
told them, yeah, this is the brand. This is the chemicals that are listed on here. This is the size of my dog. And he is showing no symptoms. He's not acting any different. They said, okay, great. They took all that info and said, if he's acting fine, like keep an eye on him over the next few days, but it seems like the amount of chemicals in these items are so small that an 80-pound dog should be fine. So there you go. I paid them $75 for that answer because I did call. I think they have more free options like the the mobile app and stuff, but I personally wanted to hear that phone call. I did have to sit on, on hold for a while, but I wanted to hear that person verbalizing, yes, he should be okay because of these reasons. And honestly, I'd rather pay that 75 bucks just for the peace of mind. And I recommend all of you guys doing the same. So that's kind of route number three. You know, they'll either tell you, you should be fine. Don't worry about it. Keep him a- an eye on him. If he starts showing any symptoms, then take him into the vet. Or they may say, damn, that's an issue. Take him to the vet immediately. So those are your options. If your pet does come into contact with any type of toxic item, highly recommend not trying to treat your pet yourself. However, if you are very far from an emergency vet, if they inhale any type of toxic substance, you know, of course, get them into some fresh air. If they have any kind of chemicals on their body, always wear gloves yourself if you're trying to clean them off and remove the substance from their skin with like paper towels or clean rags. Do not try to wash off with water because sometimes water can actually make the chemical, the toxic chemical even worse. And then also, you know, there's so many hacks out there that like how to induce vomiting in your pet. Do not do that. Yes, sometimes at the vet office, they will either, if it's close enough to time of ingestion, they may induce vomiting themselves or the time may have gone on too long. And at that point, it's some other type of treatment. So do not induce vomiting yourself, even if you know what poison was swallowed Unless you've been specifically directed to do so by your veterinarian, then go ahead. But if not, a lot of poisons can actually cause more damage coming back up than if left in in the stomach. And in summary, remember dogs are weird and will eat just about anything. So there's only so much you can do. Rule of thumb is prevent it if possible. If it's any type of chemicals, lock them down, keep it out of their reach. And that's all my info for you today. All right. I hope you guys found this helpful. All the info is in the show notes as well. And remember, you've got two weeks until the next FYI Friday. So sometime in those next two weeks, go around, dog proof your home against any type of toxic household items. And next FYI Friday is going to be all about toxic foods your dog can eat. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you on With a Dog Wednesday coming up soon. If you want to follow the podcast, it's at With a Dog Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. It's With a Dog Pod on TikTok. And we'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. All content on the With a Dog Podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only. It should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.